Lokutei Sicha is Parshas Nosoi, Sicha number one. Kimbedubur gab upon him, Haklal Shatayr Hinitzchis, Betokvay Hu Benegel Chol Hatayr Kula. Gam in Yonim Shabbatur Shabbagashmias Enom Bismanenu, Nimsorim Hem Gam Achshav Ruchni Yusam, Haruchnias Hu Mokavashar Shagashmias. We spoke many times about the important rule that the Torah is eternal. It's, it's, it has its complete strength always and for all times. So even things in the Torah that Begashmias we might not have anymore, but their source in Ruchnias is of course applicable. Because as we know, everything that we have in this world ultimately comes from the source in Ruchnias. So sometimes that source in Ruchnias does not reveal itself down here in this world at a particular time. But that source in Ruchnias is always above. And at different times in history, that source would become revealed. So the source in Ruchnias in the times of the Midbar became revealed in a physical way. Now we don't have that idea physically, but of course the Ruchnias the source is still there. So same thing, same thing, same idea in our parsha. It speaks about the counting of the bnei gershon and bnei merari, which began really in last week's parsha, which was the minyan bnei kahas. Amistaim parsha seinu, which last week's parsha began counting the bnei kahas, and it finishes in our parsha. As we know, the uh, Levi had three children. They were the families of gershon, merari, and kahas. And they, each family was counted separately. And the reasoning is because each family had a different job, a different tafkit in the Mishkan, which kalim they were supposed to carry as discussed at much length in our parsha. He says, even though begashmias, this was not something that lasted forever because the command to count them and even the count itself was only one time. They got counted one time, which this was at the second year when they left Mitzrayim. But this idea of being counted is something which is eternal and it's relevant for every single generation. He says, they don't understand the importance of being counted and how that's relevant to our lives. We first need to understand why the Yidin need to remain in a Midbar. For 40 years. He says, Why? Because their punishment was that they were not allowed to go to Eretz Yisrael for 40 years. The reason why they picked 40 years is because since the Miraglim um, spied the land of Eretz Yisrael for 40, year, 40 days, therefore, and since their intention was bad, therefore every day that they spent in Eretz Yisrael, we got punished that one extra year in the Midbar. But the question is, we weren't allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael. But the question is, the Gezer was only that we would not be able to go into Eretz Yisrael. We sinned that we didn't want to go in. So Hashem says, you don't want to go in? Okay, so it's going to be 40 years that you're not going to go in uh, to Eretz Yisrael. It's a Midah Kenegin Midah. But Midbar. He says, but... The punishment wasn't necessarily that they had to stay in the Midbar. The punishment was that they cannot go into Eretz Yisrael. But why did they have to stay inside of a Midbar? They could have went to a, some other a settled, uh, civilized area. Especially such a, a horrible desert, which was filled with snakes and scorpions, and there was no water. So, 
So it's explained in the Kutat Torah, the reason why they need to travel the Midbar with the Mishkan and the Kalim was to subdue the Yenika, the energy that the, uh, the Klippas, the Chetzonim, was able to derive. Because this root of the Yenika, of the Klippas, comes from the, from the desert, as explained. In this world, we have a source of Kedusha, a source where energy, Kedusha energy comes from, and of course that's Yerushalayim. But Zelu Umazah, there's also a source from where the Koychus of Klippa and hiding Hashem comes from, and that's the Midbar. So the Midbar has two very uh, distinctive uh, factors in it, which we're going to be discussing in the Seicha. First of all, people don't live there. It's a Yashav Adam Shem. The idea of an Adam is that we were created in the image of Hashem. We are Adam Elyon. So the idea that we live in a particular place is symbolic of the, of the idea of our to draw down godliness into this world in a way to be able to reveal Hashem. And the second idea is that in Midbar there's no food, there's no, there, there's, no, uh, there's no water, there's no food, there's nothing growing. Which the idea of that is that Kedusha is always is, is a source of energy to create, to make life. While Klippus is all about itself, it doesn't give any life to others. On the contrary, it grabs everything into itself. It does not uh, cause growth. So the Midbar doesn't have Adam living there. And it also doesn't cause any growth because Baruchnius, the Midbar, is not a source of energy. It's a lack of energy. It's a place of, of, uh, 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 of destruction and desolation. So when the Yidin, the purpose of the Yidin living there for 40 years was A, to subdue that energy, but even more than that was actually to bring Kedusha, was to bring a Gila Yilekus, to reveal Hashem even within the Midbar. That even within the Midbar you can see that this is, um, this is a place where Hashem is able to live and able to be revealed. In order to do that, they needed to be in the desert for 40 years and to do, in order to, to accomplish that. Aye, so what would have happened if the Miraglim didn't sin? How would they have accomplished that? Vayda? If the Miraglim wouldn't have sinned, they wouldn't have been in the desert for 40 years. But we just really explain the importance of being in the desert for 40 years is because they needed to, do, to, to reveal the godliness within the desert. Because remember what our question was. Our question was that even if they got punished not to go into Yisrael, why did they need to stay in the Midbar? So we're saying they stayed in the Midbar not as a punishment. No, because there was an important avoid to do with the Midbar, which was to purify it and to elevate it. So if that wasn't relevant to the punishment, that means that was an avoid which was important on itself. So if they wouldn't have done the Chetam Ra'an, they also should have had to stay in the Midbar. Not as a punishment. No, no, no. Of course, they could have gone to Eretz Yisrael. They deserve to go to Eretz Yisrael. But they need to stay there, L'chaira, to finish that Avaita. So the Rabbi answers, Yeshleimar lefish oz hayo bira ba'if and acher. Adar chamavur batayr ur benigay l'chet etzadas. He says because the kabir could have been done in a different way. Similar to how explained in Tayr R, the benigay t'chet etzadas, that we didn't need to sin in order to cause the whole bira that would happen eventually through us rectifying the sin of chet etzadas. That bira could have happened in other ways. So similarly, we need to rectify the midbar. There's many ways how we could have done that. We didn't need to actually be in the desert. Once we already had a punishment that we couldn't go to Eretz Yisrael for 40 years, so it made sense, okay, what are you going to use those 40 years for? Rectify the Midbar with those 40 years. But if they, we didn't have to be, if we were able to go into Eretz Yisrael, there are other ways to be able to fix 
the desert. Ubepashtis, he says like this, back in the Pnim, Aideh Matsoyus Pnei Shrabim Midbar, Ha'anan, Ha'irigan Nechashim Vatar Korbaim. So these two points, we said, first of all, we need to subdue the klipas, and second of all, we need to transform the midbar to makim yishuv. So subduing the klipa is the idea that it killed the snakes and the akravim and the and the scorpions. So that's the idea of the. Uh, this is the klipas. The energies of the klipas create the the snakes and the akravim, which these are the passions for. Um, sometimes explained that one of them has a, a poison which is cold, the other has a poison which is hot, which shows that it's a kaltkai to kedusha, while a passion for oilam uh, haza. So the masis, the traveling bnei Yisrael, first of all, it killed that coldness for kedusha and the passion for klipas. But I mean, more than that, not that it just didn't kill the klipas, but also transformed it to a place of yishuv. I, where do you see how how, how did the yidin transform the midbar? It says like this. He says, Midbar nivdal mamakim yishuv yanim. So the Midbar is different from a yishuv in two main things. First of all, Aleph la yashuv adam sham, kshahibai shishim ribi b'nei Yisrael yashuv adam sham. First of all, people don't usually live in a desert. But when you had 600,000 yidin living there, that is considered uh, people living there. And even more than that, this idea is not just the inyan apiruchnias, it's actually an inyan which is negeta alacha, that we learn out uh, look at our eleven. Reish Shabbos, Davavim Bebeish, Vizmanchi, Yisrael Shuvim Midbar, but Midbar Hayinechshel Rishus Rabbim. When the Yidden were living in the Midbar, the Midbar was actually considered a Rishus Rabbim relevant to halachas of Shabbos. So we see it literally became a place of Rishus Rabbim. Uh, it became a Malkim Yishuv, uh, even halachically. And Beis, it's an Eretz Loizru. It's a place that does not have. Uh, plants and things growing. When the Yidin were in the Midbar, the well of Miriam caused a, the, the herbage and the trees to grow. So this is, again, the exact opposite of the Midbar. The Midbar uh, is not a source of Kedusha. It's not a source of life. But when the Yidin were living there, we see that it was a source of Kedusha, and therefore Kedusha is always giving, and always giving hashpa and always giving energy. Therefore, we see even that all this growth uh, happened over there. So this is the reason why the Levim were counted specifically, a special count from those who are the ages of 30 to 50 um, in regards to their Avoida. Why did they need to have their own separate count specifically from 30 to 50? Because they needed to be able to do the avoid of carrying the Mishkan and the Kalim in the desert. And through them carrying the Mishkan and the Kalim, that was part of the process of transforming the desert to a place of Eretz Neishavetz. So why? So what's the importance of the Minyan? He says, because through the special count that they had, that made them something important. Meaning it's because there's, there's a rule in Halacha. That when you count something, that uh, and then it, that item will get mixed uh, with other foods. A davar shabbiminyan, something which is counted, does not become bottled. Because alachically, um, you know, with, with kashras, when you have something that is very, which is, uh, let's say, uh, milk and meat get uh, mixed. So if you have a piece of meat, a tray of meat that gets mixed with a milkic food. So we say if there's 60 times more, then the piece of meat, the tray of meat, has no more chashivas anymore, and therefore 
uh, it's bottle. But, or, but the halach is that if this is a very chashiva piece of meat, then even if there's 60 times more milk, it doesn't lose its chashivas because this is still something that people want. So similarly, we have this idea of a davr shemimimim, things that people count, that shows that it has a special chashivas, and therefore a person never wants to be mevatalit, and it always keeps its chashivas and doesn't become batal. So by counting the levim with this special count that they only had from 30 to 50, that gave them an extra level of chashivas. Therefore, the Midbar will not be able to affect them. On the contrary, they would transform the Midbar to Eretz Neishavas. So, in So, this idea of making the Midbar Eretz Neishavas and the power and the capability that Hashem gives us to be able to do this through giving the mitzvah to the, be counted, because we're not being counted nowadays, so how do we have that kayach? The Levim have the kayach because they were, they were counted and that gave them a certain chashivas. Hashem's designating them and saying each one, and you count, that shows like one, two, each one of you is important and each one of you do this avayda. But we're not counted, so why would that be relevant for us? The reasoning is because this kayach um, that was given through the command of being counted is something which is ter- eternal, as we said, like all in Yanim and and it's relevant to behold over dar. How? how? How is this relevant to us? A, we're not Levim, and B, there's no mitzvah nowadays to be counted. So you're going to explain. Uh, he says, a person thinks about the environment that he's in. Sometimes he can look at it, uh, look at it and say, wow, this is like a midbar. People don't live here. Meaning it's Hashem. Adame, the supernal man cannot dwell here. He's not able to be revealed here and be comfortable in this particular area because most people don't even know anything about a gilu yalekos. And he says, and even these individuals that know Hashem, and not only just know, that they actually are awakened and they're inspired to serve Hashem according to the rights of the Torah. He says, there's no tzaddik in the world that never does anything wrong. So even a person that wants to do the right thing, sometimes they'll do the wrong thing. Even if he doesn't do the wrong thing, but he probably is not reaching, the, most people won't fulfill their complete potential. They'll be lacking in their Avaidah. So according to this, the person can think this is not a place where Hashem can be Yashav Adam Sham. Because Yashav's idea is living bequeas, living there permanently, staying there permanently. But this, in the, most people, first of all, don't know anything about Hashem, so Hashem can't be with those individuals. And even the ones that are tzaddikim, but it's not bequeas, they're usually tzaddikim, but it's not constantly. So how could Hashem dwell in a place that's not constantly uh, focused on making him comfortable, making it a place which is fit for Hashem? So therefore a person can come depressed, Hashem, and leave his shlichus, and to run, God forbid, to somewhere else, and not do what he's supposed to do. He says, This is the lesson from our parsha. That we need to travel to the de- in the desert and to change it. Just like then, 
This that they traveled the Midbar. That was the command of Hashem. And through this command of Hashem, they were able to transform it to a Makim Yishuv. Same thing has been yet every yid at all times that any place he's found, even if that place is a midbar shamim, a desolate desert, he's there not the mikra chasasham, rather to shlichus of Hashem, as it says in the pasuk, Mahashem gever kananu, uh, and the purpose of that is that Hashem guides the steps of man, and the purpose of it that through his avayda he could transform it to makim Moshef. So this a person, so that's the lesson. A person could think, we're, we're in the desert. What are we supposed to do? So take the lesson from the Bnei Yisrael, and we'll see specifically from the Levim, that they are also in a place of a desert. But they didn't run away. They didn't lose hope. On the contrary, what they were able to do is they were able to realize that this is the shluchas of Hashem. And if it's a shluchas from Hashem, He gives us the capability to fulfill this job. And they were able to transform it to Makam Moshev. So same thing by us. But why, why Shevet Levi? I mean, it seems like we're saying all the Bnei Yisrael traveled in the desert. And if we're not a Levi, also how is it relevant to us? But al pi ma'ash kasev arama v'lo yishtevi v'levi bevat al kol ish v'isha shenad v'ruach oisa lo hibad la'amin lefnei Hashem l'shar sechulu yihashem chel kli b'nachalase k'moishazach alakayin on the levim. The Rambam paskins Allah l'maisa that it's not only shevet levi bevat that's able to donate their lives uh, to Hashem. Rather, it's every single person. The Rebbe says ish v'ish because it could be a yid or even a non yid is able to donate his spirit. And to separate himself to serve Hashem, and that if he does that, then he will be Hashem will be his portion, just like the Levim and and the Koyanim Merzeichas. Meaning is Hari Kol Echad Echad Imraki Nadav Ruach Oisei Lahoyrus Drach Vayisham Yishbatam Atzik Min Rabim. If we just um, give ourselves over to teach the ways, the proper ways of Hashem and His laws, uh, righteous laws to the Rabbim, then Hashem will give us the capability, the kayach, the energy, and also the importance, right? So the importance, A, not to be battle, and also the energy to rise up from one level to the next level, just like it says in the beginning of this week's parasha about B'nai Gershom, Nasa, that we're going to count, but Nasa also means to raise up. That also the the, the, the head of the Bnei Gershom are raised up. The Siyas Reish Basif Legadal Men. What does it mean also the Bnei Gershon? Because they were they they were, they were counted also with within a in a connection with someone who is greater than. Because last week's as we mentioned, last week's parsha spoke about the Bnei Kahas. And then we're saying in this week's parsha that also the Bnei Gershon, meaning is we're connecting ourselves to the Bnei, to, to the Bnei Kahas. Until eventually you even reach the level of being on the level of kahas, that it's raising their head on their own, not with a connection to someone else, but rather on your own you'll have this capability and make a dir for Hashem. So what is the difference of the Avodah, the Bnei Gershon, and the Bnei Kahas? So explain them, look at the Torah, that the Bnei Gershon, their Avodah was developing uh, the, the, the six midas that their avodah was to develop an ahava uh, for Hashem. And that's why they carried the uh, the curtains. The sheish comes to the idea of 
the six midas, Sheshes linen, but also means the six midas. They also carry the techeles wall, the techeles, the idea of kiloyin, wanting to, kiloyin means to, um, to, 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 to go up, like having a kloisa nefesh to Hashem. Um, and, and, and the idea of all of this was that their avoida was with a ava, of great love to Hashem. And then eventually you could reach the level of kahas, which kahas is the level of, of Torah. So to, that's why it comes to the idea of kahas is that they were gathering in because Torah gathers and makes everything unified. And that's why also the the Bnei Kos carried the Aron. The Aron had the Luchus inside of it. They also had to carry the Menorah, which bring, show, um, brings light everywhere, meaning is trying to show the unity of Hashem, which comes specifically through Torah. All these ideas are discussed in much length in the Kutai Torah of our Parsha. Uh, but the idea is that the Bnei Kosh, there's a Sirf, they need to connect to those who are learning Torah, because in order to develop one's emotions, and to, you need to have this union of his bindness and think about the greatness of Hashem, which comes specifically to Torah. But eventually the purpose is to be able to have a unity of Hashem, which comes directly through the Torah, uh, and that's the, the, the level of the uh, Bnei Kahas. Before we go weiter, that, that basically explains, that's the answers the question of the, of the Sicha, why, what, how is being counted relevant even to now our days. The next Sif is going to explain how it's also shaykh to our Veda to ourselves. Meaning until now we're talking about how the Veda is to purify the desert and to help others. But how is this also relevant to the Veda on with working with yourself? So before you do that, let's go back to the Ha'ara 19. Um, in the Sicha, the Rebbe was talking about that if it's a place that people don't recognize Hashem and it's not a good environment, instead of running away, rather we should work on um, transforming that place. So he, he quotes, there's a very big question, how R19 is, that we know there's a famous Rambam, that the Rambam writes that if it's a place that the people are a bad influence, you should actually run away um, and you shouldn't stay there. But So how is the Rebbe saying over here that you should stay there and try to transform it? So look at R19. He says, That if he's in a country with the Minhagim are bad, then he should go somewhere else. He go to a different country. And if that country, if the whole world, he says it's bad, then you should become a hermit. And he says the Ram himself gives the reasoning why you're supposed to leave that city if it's a bad influence, or leave the country if it's a bad, or leave where people live and go to a desert, or if it's a bad environment. It's because people are usually affected by where they by where they live. Meaning we're talking about an individual who's affected by the ways how people are acting. Therefore, if you're going to be affected badly, then of course you should leave. And it says even more, Chazal tells us, if you come to purify, as others, then Hashem will help you to purify others and of course to purify yourself. That Hashem gives the ability for him himself to stay pure as the simple interpretation of the Chazal is. And more than that, I'll be the purest of Chassidus, he also has the capability, which again, that's the Pneumius, it's not taking away. It's that you have such a level of purity that you're also able to mimetar others and to transform where they are. So now we're going to go to our Dawid. We're going to be focusing more on this concept of how you mimetar yourself.
and how to have that uh, strength and a resolution not to be affected, but on the contrary, to transform those who you are with. This lesson is also shayach with your own avayda, relevant to yourself. He says a person can make a sacha call everything that's gone in his life, and he realizes he's a midbar. Right? Meaning, 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 even as we said earlier, he might have done many good deeds, but he's not perfect. And Hashem always only can live in a place where it's a makim moishav b'nei adam. It's a place that has where Hashem can be bekfias, and a place where is a place that Hashem can be bekfias only if you yourself is a place that ha- you allow Hashem basically to live with you bekfias by doing the right thing. But you're not doing that. You're like a midbar. So a person gets depressed and he says, "Oh." How am I going to change the way I act? We know there's a rule when a person starts doing a thing once or twice. Emotionally and psychologically, you start thinking this is, this is mutter, it's okay, this is the regular way of acting. It says, especially if you've done it more than two times, it actually becomes a hergil. It becomes like so customary, it's like your nature. This is who you are. Very, very difficult to change. So So this comes the next lesson from our parsha. So this is also the lesson. Is when were the Bnei Levi counted? It says the Bnei Levi were counted from 30 years old and only when they, from 30 to 50, right? And when they were 30 to 50, that's when they got, were given the job to work in the base of Migdash. But until they were 30 years old, they never did any avoida in the Mishkan. So they're all of a sudden, they're, you know, they're, 20, they, they, they're 30 years old. Imagine, right? The Mishkan is just, it's been built. And Moshe Rabbein tells them, you're going to be carrying in the Mishkan. They don't have any experience carrying the Mishkan or working in the Mishkan. And nonetheless, we're saying they were able to do that. I, they can think about their whole life until that point that they, they, they never practiced for this. They're not a Moshe for Hashem. They're not in this Madrega. But nonetheless, what do we see? They, Hashem gave them the capability. Hashem gave them the job. So therefore, of course, He gave them the Kayach. And He gave them such a Kayach until Nasa Sarosh, able to raise, up, raise the head. And from then onwards, they would be able to carry the Mishkan and also transform the Midbar to Lamakim Yishuv. So a Maisa Rab, you know, portent of Maisa Rab, the halacha always follows a Maisa Rab. If there's a story that, and, they, and the Rab acts in a certain way, that means that's the Psaq halacha is like that. So if that's what Levim were able to do at 30 years old, while they're in a desert, transform who they were to become those who carry the Mishkan, of course the same thing is by us. So, Kainu B'chalach V'Echad Shemli Hebet, Shemli Habet, Al Matzav Yad that every person, don't look at your, without looking at your own uh, situation and how it's been until now. But if you make the hachlata, that you'll stand in front of Hashem to serve Him, then Hashem will Then Hashem will give you the capability to purify yourself and also your clothing, from all the bad things that happened while you were in the Midbar. Just like by the Levim, it's going to tell us in Parshish Baal Yishcha, when uh, the Levim were um, inaugurated, part of the inauguration was that they need to purify their bodies, and also purify their clothing. So Hashem gave them the capability, like Hashem gave them a job, so therefore He gives them the mitzvah, and of course the capability to purify themselves and their clothing. 
of course, that's symbolic. The, the person's body, of course, is his, his emotions, who he is, and his mind. And the begadim is the machshav adibamaisa. So Hashem gave them the capabilities. And upon this person it says that Hashem will dwell within you. Within you. And that's what happened. While in their desert, that was that mitzvah Shanti Patechum was giving. Again, stressing the fact that even while you're in the desert, or specifically while you're in the desert, because this is really our job, we need to uh, cause Hashem to dwell within us. Um, fine. Sif, hey. So in order to make your sviva a place for Hashem, you need to work in two fields. You need to work in the idea of turning away from bad and doing good. So so same thing, just like by a king, when he wants to fix his, his dwelling, fix his palace, he first cleans it, and then he brings in new akalim. Uh, so similarly, when we want to serve Hashem, we need to have these two inyanim. We need to get rid of all the bad uh, conducts that we have, and of course, introduce good. So this is hinted also in the names of the Vnei Kosh, Bnei uh, Gershon and the Kahas who carry the Mishkan. He says Gershon himalashin Gerushin Sir Gershon comes to the idea of separating, so um, it's turning away from evil. The Kahas himalashin v'loyikas ami masifas v'kibetzin yonim hatayva asaytayv. Kahas is the idea of gathering in, of gathering that the, the nations will gather, um, which the idea is you're gathering all the good things. That's the idea of doing good. So it's a bit different than it's explained. Um, as I explained at the beginning. So over here, it's more stressing the idea of gerush and the idea of getting rid of any, everything which is bad, and kahas is the idea of gathering the asetayv to do good. So just like it was that, um, just like, um, just like Gershon was born before kahas, so also in our Seder Aveda, you first need to have Surmira and then Asetayv. Just like you first clean the palace and then you bring in the uh, clothing. Uh, sorry, the, the Kalim. And look at R30. Look at the Tarah Pasha say, no? So, he says, Merari was the third family. Where does their name come from? It comes to the idea of Merirus, bitterness. The idea being is that you're bitter about the situation, what you're in. Uh, and explains over there, it's the idea of Yira, the first level of Yira that we have is that it's the bitterness of what your situation is, and that brings you to a fear of Hashem. And he says, but he was, of course, the younger child to Gershom Kahas, and also the, the Mas B'nai Merari was the Krushim, Um which which uh, which is similar to the Bnei Gershon, and that's in one sense. Meaning is, uh, they're, they're, they were the crushing. The crushing idea is that they're standing in one place. When a person is afraid, he stands. He doesn't run. So that's similar also to the Bnei Gershon, which was something that covered. So Gershon was greater in the sense that he was covering uh, the curtains covered over the Amudim, uh, and as we're saying over here, it was a higher level of uh, of fear. But uh, as I mentioned. Gershon in, 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 in the Likut Tater also describes as he's working on the Fav Midas. So Gershon, there's the idea of the Yira, Gvura, one of the emotions. There's also the idea of the Ava, 
which comes from that too. But the ultimate level of Asay Taiv is uh, Kahas, uh, which comes through Taira. Uvav, Upulas, Avaid, the Surme Ravas, the Tevanim, Hachilik Shbein, Masa Bene Gershon, Masa Bene Kas. He says the Pulas Avaid of Surme Ravas, the Tev, will be understood through the differentiation between what the Bene Kahas carried and what the Bene Gershon carried. He says, Bene Gershon, Nosu Sirisa Mishkan, Masha Inki, Bene Kahas, Nosu Klia Mishkan, Haaren Vashokan. He says the main difference of what they were carrying is Bnei Gershon were carrying the curtains. So the idea of the curtain is to protect from outside forces. So that's the idea of the Sur Mayra, making sure there's nothing bad that gets in. And as we mentioned, and in the Ard, also Murari were the Amudim that held the Urias. Same idea of the year of holding things out. While the Bnei Kahas carried the shulchan. Each one had its own particular avoda, which that's the idea of asaytoiv, where we're drawing and being mamshachalakus into this world. And which is the shlila, that's to negate. That's protecting a person from something that can damage him and harm him. Asaytoiv is doing mitzvahs. That's the edus. That's a, a testimony. Um, right, testimony that Hashem is here in this world. There's the hand that gives tzedakah. And by giving tzedakah, you become a markava to Hashem. Hashem is able to dwell on you. Through these avodas, you're able to make a mishkan and a dear for Hashem in its most complete way.